Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. What's going on, guys? Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar Service Marketing Podcast. It is a beautiful Sunday, January 14th, a balmy 60 degrees here in SoCal. A couple clouds in the sky, smile on my face, things are good. We had a great week. Going to go over a couple things, got a couple uh, interesting things to, to chit-chat about. Um, for our automotive business, we were, uh, we were pretty busy with, and we've been, I, I, I caution myself and stop myself short of saying, we were lucky, but I think some of it's just by referral. But we've had a lot of a lot of luxury clients lately. Bentleys, two or three recently. Rolls Royce, tons of BMW and Porsches, Audis. Um, part of it's just where we're situated, which is a lesson for those who are like, "Hey, how can I get better clients?" Well, plant your ass in an area where there are wealthy, rich clients. Would you go fish in a lake that didn't have any fish? Would you want to have an automotive business in an area that didn't have any luxurious, wealthy fish? No, of course not. Fish in a lake where there's fish. Oh, but there's competition. Yeah, for a reason. Because there's fish in that lake. There's other fishermen fishing out of the lake. That's a good sign, right? Now, if you can come up with a new service that nobody's doing and you service those same fishermen, that'd be fine. But that doesn't mean it's not the way to go. So, anywho, so yeah, so lots of lots of uh, really nice high-end clients. Weather was pretty nice, not too much rain. Uh, my son, <coughs> excuse me, my oldest son, we got his uh, Porsche on the road. He drove it home for the first time. It's made in Voyage. Uh, if you've heard about us doing a restoration, that's three cars in the past year and a half, two years. Um, 912 converted into a 911. Beautiful car. I'll try to post up some pics. Um, pretty sick though. Um, just, it's very rewarding, kind of emotional at the same time and and kind of stressful. I mean, all those cavalcade of emotions come crashing down. If you, if you have any kids imagining when they get a little bit older in the early twenties and they're driving like a sports car, you know, that's small and and it's, if you just built it up, you got to make sure that all the operations are working. It's safe. Like, you know, you know, there's no fuel leaks, no, all the brake systems, the steering engine, I mean, transmission, the whole, all those things. It's a lot to go through. So, yeah, it was a lot of my mind as I was kind of shadowing him on the way home for his first drive. Um, that was pretty cool. So, anyway, had a really cool guest pop in. No announcement. Uh, one of my former students from a couple years ago. We're going to talk about him. And then hopefully we'll get him on the podcast because uh, um, <laughs> I wanted to get him in person. But he, had, he was out here in California. He's from Colorado by way of Junkei, I think I pronounced that right, Brazil, uh, Vitor Minas, um, only about two, two and change years ago, and he stuck with it, he worked hard, this guy, I'll tell, I'm not going to get too graphical, but let's just say he didn't have a lot of money to his name when he came out and trained, um, he was married, no kids at the time, but he found out from his wonderful wife that she became pregnant, or <coughs> knew she was pregnant when he was out here training, so even more pressure on this young man to, you know, to strike it rich and start making some money with the, the PDRs and in his business. 
So, so yeah, so he, he basically, he didn't spend any money when he was out here. I mean, he was basically drinking like hot broth and, and didn't really have any hotel room and stuff. He roughed it. This dude, I mean, you call it camping, whatever you want to call it. But he, the dude was a grinder. He trained as long as he could. I think he was here on the weekends. I believe it was two weeks. Um, <clears throat> out of the group of the guys that he trained with, I, don't, I think it was three. And one we haven't heard from. The other one, I, I don't think either one of those guys are really doing dance. And normally I'm about a 60 to 80% uh, ratio of students sticking with it. But that, that group, for whatever reason, Vitor was, was the dude. But the other guys just seemed to kind of fall off the wayside. So, but real quickly, and like I said, we'll get him on. I just want to close out here talking about Vitor. It was great seeing him. He showed up, met his wife, uh, met the baby, beautiful daughter. Uh, his husky that he always posts up videos on Instagram about out in the snow and doing stuff out in Colorado. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and he, um, his first year, he did about 60 grand, I think he said. So the 60 grand, you know, I mean, basically paid bills, no, you know, got by. Um, I don't think the wife works. So things were a little on the tight side. And then his second year exploded. Started doing a lot more hail. Um, Colorado had some hail. He didn't have to ch chase or, or, you know, go interstate, you know, hail hopping, um, storm chasing, and reportedly did around 250. So that's a good second year. I mean, I normally would say somebody would do between 80 and 100. So usually a little bit more than what he did his first year. But you got to understand, the kid's not from the United States. I mean, I, he's been here a handful of years. But to really understand, I mean, he speaks fluent. You, by looking at him, you wouldn't know. But just not understanding the culture really well and the idiosyncrasies, maybe he didn't have the, the, the business acumen or cultural acumen to, to strike up business. But that second year, 250, guys. That's pretty good. Like I said, I would normally say somebody should expect around 80 to 100 first year, second year, 150. You know, 125, 150, unless you really get with another team. And he really, I, I don't think he did, but we were talking about how he could make more money and <laughs> and what to expect and all that. So, so he really, and he's got a lot of opportunities to run his own gig, do his own show, make his own money. I mean, he just, like I said, 250. I mean, he said it, it really opened up a lot of doors. He bought a new truck. You know, obviously he's got the baby. So there was a lot of things that he wanted to do to really get things set in motion. And it was good. It was really good for Vitor. So anyway, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll talk to him. We'll hopefully get some a more introspective on, on the details about how he was able to make that leap, that big jump, right? So today we're going to, we got listener mailbag. We're going to go over a couple people that reached out for us with some questions or for some help. And then we're going to talk about educating clients, but in the flip side. So let's start with about educating clients. So I had a couple people come in this week. One said he was going to go to one of my cheap competitors, which I'm like, all right, fine. You can go to OC Dents. And then we had another guy um, that basically just didn't book, but I pretty much knew that he was going to go search because he thought that $500 was too much for a dent removal on a Tesla. So it's, it's going to happen. You guys, you got to understand PDR is not a, a commodity and a lot of services are not commodities. I mean, if you're a plumber, people aren't going to know what it costs to unclog a drain. They, they're going to call around and I'm not going to be little plumbers and tell them that what they do isn't a craft. There is definitely better plumbers than others. And you would want to check reviews and try to get a little snapshot as far as the service provider same thing goes with painters or home remodel people i mean there's good and bad in all walks of life pr is a highly craftsman based service and if you don't do your research and you don't understand what it's about you're 
easily, more often than not, you're going to get a service result that's not going to be stellar. It's just there's more people out there that don't do it well than do it well. And there's even a, a group of people that, that are basically gypsies, and they say that, oh, you know, yeah, I do it, and they'll take your money and scam you, and, and there's all kinds of little scam tricks they do, like smearing cream on the outside of your car, telling you it's a curing cream. And it's amazing that people, people don't know anything a lot of times about the automotive industry. I mean, we kind of stay in our little niches and we're not, a lot of people don't know how to change a tire. They don't know how to change their own oil. So it's kind of crazy. It's just crazy to think that people can get scammed like that. <laughs> so, but anyway, so this one guy came in and my son Hunter was talking to him and, and we gave him a price. It was like maybe 375. He's like, well, you know what? I got a little bit of a cheaper estimate from another guy. I think it was $50 cheaper and he'll come to me. His name is OC Dents. And Hunter, he didn't really counter it. I mean, we are so over our heads busy right now. You know, we're closing probably 60 to 70%, which I don't know how, but we are. <laughs> Normally they say if you're too busy that your prices are too low. And and I can't argue with that. Or they probably are. And, and you could drop the word probably. So when he said he's leaving, the fact that we didn't try to woo him back in, no big thing. No big thing. I, I, I didn't really care. The other guy with the Tesla, Andrew was his name. Really nice guy. Brand new Tesla. Wife's car. She backed it into something. Dented the lift gate. Not an easy dent by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm just like, here's the price. And then he called me back the next day. He's like, you know what? We're, we're going to sleep on this a little bit. You know, I'll get back to you if we want to proceed. Meaning we're going to shop you, which is fine. And the crazy thing about that one versus the one that my, my son talked to as I spent a lot of time with these people. I actually educated them about the process, set up how I was going to do it. The, the cover was going to come off. The lift gate trim was going to come off. You know, we sculpted it out. We're going to do a combination of gluing this and that and the other. I actually priced it too cheap. I think it was $525. It should have been probably $750 to $775. But they just, they, like it goes back to what I was saying. Certain services are not commodities. Everybody knows what a gallon of milk should cost. Everybody knows what a gallon of gas should cost. They don't know what a, a PDR dent should cost. So when you first get told, you know, oh yeah, you know, I mean, our dents start around 200 bucks and they're like, whoa, you know, okay, well, thank you so much. Okay, great. You know, they, and why do they think that? Because they don't understand the complexities and the skill that needs to go into it. And really they need to decide is, is that money, money worth it for me to spend on my vehicle? And certain vehicles in certain situations, no. So what you basically have to have, and I'll even wind it back further. When somebody leaves, they're generally not coming back, right? They've found either they're, it's out of their budget, by my, by my understanding and research, and we do. We follow up with people who have, haven't come back for service. And if people are being honest, which not everybody is, but I would say maybe 50% are, <laughs> half of them will say, you know, we just elected not to do it. It just was too expensive. And then I'd say about a third, and then the others, we really don't know, about a third or 20%, about a fourth, actually, I would say, would say, yeah, we, we chose another service. And sometimes they're happy and sometimes they're not. That's a, that's a percentage result of that. So when somebody goes elsewhere, they generally don't come back. I did pull a BMW X6 back, about $4,000 uh, repair. That was paint and body and a little bit of PDR. And he wanted to go to us. He was a cash pay, but... When he came back to look at our facility, we're small. We're not a 30,000 square foot facility. We're not a dealership. And we didn't woo him. He just didn't get, the, even though there was five-star reviews all over the walls, even though there was a Bentley parked out front, 
one of our Bentleys this week and Porsche's inside the shop and everything. He just, it wasn't enough. He said, okay, well, you know, I might get back to you. I could tell. So I actually texted him back, said, look, you know, you were, it, it, uh, he's not an English first speaking individual. I said, and he talked about his son helping him out. I said, why don't you have your son check out our Instagram or read some reviews recently, pick any, and make a decision that way, not based upon the facility. Because at the end of the day, you're not buying our facility, you're buying the result. And really, you're buying your happiness, right? So I said, if you look at the kind of work we do, I think you realize we will be the proper shop for you. We're going to be fast, and we're going to be clean, and the work's going to be exceptional and guaranteed for life. And sure as, as crap, I couldn't believe it. Three days later, he's like, all right, you know what? I'm coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepay for those parts, and let's get this repair going. So, so that worked out. So sometimes they do, but once they, he hadn't gone somewhere else and inked it. Once he did, it would have been a game over. It was already done at that point. <laughs> so, so the pitch, let's go back to the pitch. What you need to be razor sharp and fast. You can't text people. You can't really talk to them. If it's a video, I think videos or explainer videos are probably one of the better ways to, to win over people in our industry or in pretty much any industry, right? So fear really is, is a big lever. Fear moves, moves the, the needle big time. Uh, do you have a guarantee? Does quality play? Okay, quality, talking about quality doesn't play. Showing quality, not really because people don't understand. People in our industry think the dents pop out. And as such, they, th they seek the lowest bubble popper because it's, it's so easy, air quotes, right? I'm air quoting right now. So a short explainer video, unless somebody's gonna sit over me with me pushing a dent out on a hood for 20 or 30 seconds, and I haven't done enough of these explainer videos, I've talked about it, but I still don't send enough of them. Why? Because we on the other side of the needle become so, or the graph, we become so busy that closing that extra 10 or 20%, it hasn't really become a priority, if I can be frank. So, you know, so, but I recommend for those of you that are trying to increase your, your workload, get an explainer video, and then a, a sample title might be something like cheap dent repair is dangerous, or are all dent repair services the same question mark? And, and you basically need to summarize quickly, I would say 20 to 30 seconds, about PDR being a highly skilled craft and ask, are all artists the same? And that would be like a voiceover while you're showing the tool on a, on a hood, pushing out a dent, showing from the inside and the outside. When I, when I try to explain to people about how, how unique and how precise the process is, I really told one guy, he had a dent in his hood of his BMW and he didn't know how it happened. It was a GLC, near new. And I said, you, got, you realize I'm using a dental tool and I've got to pick out you know, millimeter by millimeter and sculpt it. I go, you can see that dent from the driver's seat, right? He said, yeah. I go, you don't want to see anything when I'm done. I go, I guarantee it. You will not see that dent when I'm all done. Fact, you know? And that's, I can talk with that confidence, borderline arrogance, because of my skill and just, we know what we're doing. We have, we have all that experience. And not everybody can. Although I did lose a, a dent in another, a dark BMW. And same thing, dent where you could see it through the window, but he just, he wanted to go save money. He did not believe, he not, his beliefs were not changed that PDR is complex. He thought it was still a simple process. He's like, I'm gonna go find somebody cheaper. You know, this 375, and his dent was smaller too than the, the one I just saw in this Mercedes. Actually, it was a Mercedes, not a BMW. So, and he, and he said, uh, yeah, I, I might get back. And he never did. And I didn't follow up with him. Who knows if he's happy, you know? But I know that if, unless somebody has the confidence to make it perfect, 
and maybe he never got it done, you know? So one of the memes I love that I want to put into one of our explainer videos is the one, if you've seen it, it talks about cheap is dangerous or cheap, cheap isn't always good. And it shows an artist standing in front of a painting and the, the back half of the horse looks like a beautiful rendering of a horse. And then the front half of the horse is a stick figure. Have you guys ever seen that? It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And it says, are all artists the same or something? And it's the same with our craft. So if somebody understands that PDR is an art, it's a craft. And then you explain, you know, and you could show real quickly at the end, you know, a couple really bad dents, you know, bumpy, cracked paint, high spots, low pockets. People don't understand that it's easy to make a dent look worse without the proper skills. And we've all seen that. It's just nuts. So, you know, and, and like I always say, satisfied customers, they share their experiences. The ones who, who have had, you know, a bad experience generally don't show their experience. You know, if they made a poor, uninformed decision, they often, often keep the mistake to themselves because it doesn't make them feel good about themselves. Why would you share a, a mistake? You know, you're not going to do that. So they allow the service provider, unfortunately, to continue to service other people. And they're not, they don't care that they're going to go out there and pollute the world with bad work. They're just concerned about themselves. And, you know, it's human nature to be concerned about yourself, right? So, yeah, it sucks. So explainer video. That's basically what I'm saying is if you're trying to educate somebody, don't talk to them. Definitely don't text them because they're not going to believe you. Or their beliefs are so strong. It's not that they're believing you. They're just not believing the whole industry that it's hard. Okay, they don't believe that PDR is, is, is as complex as painting or sculpting when in fact it is. So listener mailbag, let's move on. Chris B, I can't get Paul Corden level pricing. What should I do, Brian? Okay, so we've talked about this and we were just talking about pricing a little bit earlier. <laughs> so number one, you have to have a process. You have to have a system. Think about what body shops do and then emulate them. Kind of dumb it down a little bit, simplify it, and then roll it. Rock that system because it works. Body shops, nobody's going to question a body shop. And you don't have to have a 30,000 square foot body shop to gain the respect and change beliefs. So show the work details in your process. I have to R&I, okay? And put the fee next to that if you're, if you're going to write it down or put it in a software, okay? R&I is $35, let's say. There's... There's a crown on this dent, okay? To get that crown out, it's, it's 125. Okay, if I take the dent out and leave that high ridge, it's gonna look like crap. A lot of people don't charge for crowns, I do. Because it's, it's in any body shop, every operation they do, they're painting, they're clearing, they're sanding, they're polishing, they're buffing, they're charging for all of that. We should be charging for crowns. Okay, I measure the dent. The size of the dent is how much time and how much metal I have to reposition and, and, and all that, so the size of the dent plays. Access, I charge for access, okay? The access fee, I gotta, I gotta pull off the, some plugs and stuff or I gotta take a trim piece off or a door panel or a tail light, whatever. Charge for that. I gotta glue. Okay, guess what? Glue materials and, and the chemicals, tabs are gonna break, they wear out. You gotta charge for the glue process. And then, of course, if you have a panel edge or style lines, there's a bunch, high strength steel, aluminum, on, 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 on. You have to line item this stuff and then show the fees. If somebody else doesn't do that and they just basically just give them a price, okay, that, that shows you somebody that doesn't know what the hell they're doing, okay? They just basically just, oh, a dent, 250 They either don't know what they're doing or they don't care. And I've been in that latter column, okay? So 
I'll tell you right now, the, your reputation, if you have a good one, will prove your worth and the results before the repair is conducted if they check that out, okay? Now, let's talk about people that shouldn't use you, okay? So who sh even after you go through all this, who shouldn't use you? And I, I tell people all the time, you know, even all of us at the shop are very honest with people, Jeff, Hunter, everybody. We'll tell them, hey, look, you know what? The, you, you shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be taking care of this. Somebody doesn't have the budget, doesn't have the money, don't have the funds, right? Yeah, no, you have no business. You barely can put gas in this car. It's been nice meeting you. Let's polish that up a little bit. Get down the road, see you, okay? And what about people with valuable cars? Okay, those are the ones. Valuable cars and they have money. What about the vehicle or the situation doesn't warrant the repair? I had a Fusion come in and he had a cracked up bumper and then he had a couple of door dings. And I said, look, it's a 2014 Fusion with 80,000 miles. You're not gonna get banged that hard for those door dings, okay? So, what you do, basically, is I, I tell them, no. You know, let's fix that cracked up bumper because you're gonna get a couple dollars per dollar spent. But the door dings, you'll be lucky to even get that money back. It's not, people aren't gonna care on a 2014 Fusion. Now, it's a 2014 Porsche where there's a lot more emotion, a lot more value, they're gonna care, take the dents out. Or if that Fusion had 10,000 miles. I go, if you, it makes sense if you have an A, take it to an A plus, or a B plus, take it to an A. But if you got a C, which is kind of what you have, I go, honestly, I wouldn't, and I shot him straight. I go, you hope you don't mind me being frank, and I did. He says, oh, thank you. So we scheduled it, and that was it. So Chris, have a system. Check out the people and show, show everything that you're, you're gonna be doing for them, okay? And if it makes sense for them to do the repair and they have the budget and the car warrants it, warrants it you should be able to close it, hopefully. Okay, especially if you have a good rep and they could, they've actually seen your reputation. Okay. There's three here. Let's go to number two. James at uh, Bones Dent Repair out in Florida. Okay, he messaged me. He said, I'm having trouble with Google Ads. So James, I didn't get a chance to, I, I, the best thing to do is for me to look into your account. I, you know, we, going back and forth, it's not gonna work. You're busy and I'm busy. But, but I, from what I've gleaned, I'll, 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 I'll spread some gospel here on a couple things. Okay, you said something about popular keywords that you're targeting aren't getting impressions. Okay, that happens. There's a lot of reasons. Okay, Google Ads are about relevance. But even more than that, they're about money, okay? So they want to play it off like they're the Jesus of the internet. They're not, okay? They're a greedy whore, but we'd probably all play the game the same if we were in their shoes. So when you bid on keywords, let's say it's just simply dent repair, right? It's an auction system, and everybody that's once asked to serve in your demographic is going to be bidding for that. And if there's others that are doing it better than you and or they're paying more than you, you'll get less impressions or guess what? None at all. Okay, so open up Google, take a look at the ad spots on a typical results page for your service. How many ad spots are available above the fold on the top of the page? Not many. Sometimes one, sometimes three, occasionally or rare occasion, maybe five, but it's usually between one and three. Okay, you've got to win. You want to win the top of the fold. Who's going to scroll to the second page or the bottom of the first? Very few people. You've already lost at that point. That's like going to a bar and there's a hot chick and she's already talked to three guys and everything and you're like the fifth guy and, and she's already, they bought her drinks and they're dancing. What's the chance you're going to sweep her? Yeah, you better have some strong game. And I'm not saying you don't, James. Maybe you do. But back to the auction. So they're auctioning it. You're trying to win it over and there's only so many spots on page one. So what does that all boil down? What does it distill down to? 
it means you've got to be on point. You, at that bar, you've got to have the A game to win that girl over. And the girl in this case is Google, right? So, and a side note, Google should just be one of your, your client acquisition channels. It shouldn't be everything. And I'm sure you're doing more than just Google. All right, so, and I know you mentioned a couple of things to me, which I won't bring up, but, but I, I do believe Google is important though. So number one, you have to have relevance. What does that mean? You need to have a lander that says dent repair on it. Okay, it, it should be SEO'd and, and optimized for that phrase. And if it's not, Google may not, if they, their bots will parse that page. And if they can't find the term and it doesn't look like it's relevant to dent repair, and somebody else is out there and they've got their page's relevance set up and everything and it's firing and, and all that, you're not gonna, and they're bidding, out, they're outbidding you? No, so sometimes you need to have a lander for each keyword. That sounds like a pain in the ass, Brian. Yeah, it is. I need a dent repair, I need a dent removal lander, and I need a PDR, I need a doording lander, blah, blah, blah. If you do hail, hail damage, I need a hail repair lander. These are sub pages on your website that, that will be, that's where you'll point the actual ads to, okay? And then if you really wanna go advanced, I'm just trying to help you out, especially in Florida, if you got a lot of competition right there in that beautiful area where you're posting up those wonderful photos of the ocean or the bay, whatever that is, and with the sun and everything. It looks like a gorgeous place, James. So you may want to have a campaign for each keyword. Yeah, a campaign for each keyword. Just go, go hyper granular, uh, granule. And if you really want to be big time, you might want to have one account per keyword. Yeah, no, I said that right. You didn't hear me wrong. Account, a Google account that serves only, let's say, dent repair. I know that sounds like overkill, but if you do that, they want you to spend your money and if you aren't giving, giving them any other excuse to spend on anything else, they'll finally give in and give you impressions because they're like, all right, well, this guy's got nothing else but dent repair in this entire account. And, and the page did have dent repair mentioned on a couple times for relevance. Fine. You know, he, he better bid for it. And what, what if you got to bid appropriately? So, so what if the keywords are $15 a click? We have keywords out here in SoCal that, yeah, they're, they're in our business and they're $15 a click. Are you willing to spend that kind of money? Are you? Can you make it worth your while? I'll tell you this, and it's kind of common sense, but maybe sometimes sense isn't always common, right? Bottom, feedy, bottom feeder PDR techs, aka cheap pricing PDR techs, can't afford expensive advertising. And yes, $15 a click is, in my opinion, expensive, especially if you're trying to sell a $75 dent or $100 dent. Picture it. Let's say you close one in four. Okay, so that's four people who've contacted you. But let's say it takes you three clicks per one person who contacts you. So you just spent 12 times $15 plus just to, just to get a job. Maybe if you're on your game at, at, at your closing you know, averages. So you just lost money in, in effect. This happens. It happens a lot. You'll see a lot of the cheaper PDR guys they can't afford to play the game on Google because the, the amount that they close, they're charging $100 dents and, it, and it, the, the cap of the client acquisition costs are let's say $100 or $75. How do you stay in business? You either charge more money or you find cheaper advertising. And they usually don't know how to charge more money, so they find cheaper advertising and they do some shit that's just not really effective, okay? So, I think Google is money. I think Google works, but you have to have your business fine-tuned to make it happen. So, so recapping, relevance, you should have a lander for each keyword. Campaign, if it, the relevance doesn't work on the lander, 
go down and start a campaign that's unique for each keyword. You could have endless campaigns in your account. And if that's still not firing it off, James, then maybe start a, camp, uh, a, a Google account for that one keyword, not a long tail, but a short tail keyword like dent repair, let's say. You know, you're not gonna do dent repair, Port St. Lucie, uh, Tesla, or something like that, you know, or Mercedes. No, that, that's way too short or long tail. And the amount of clicks, it wouldn't make sense to have an entire Google account dedicated to that, you know, freaking long tail keyword search. Okay, so I hope that helps, James. Let me know, stay in touch, message me on Facebook, whatever. Let me know if that helps you out and you start getting some, some clicks and some impressions. So last one, Donnie from Arizona asks, all my, or states, all my customers are cheap. Well, are they, John, Donnie? What can I do to charge higher prices? You see the theme, guys, is a lot of the same problems. And a lot of people just, they don't have the experience and or the education. So, but he's asking, he's asking, hey, I want to get educated. help me out. All right, so, so solo, there's solo PDR operators who, who make great money and charge, let's say entry level might, might be 300 bucks. Three, I, I know a guy that charges $400 starting, starting price. And he's in Florida, by the way, he's up in the panhandle. Okay, Jeremy, $400 is what his quarter or nickel size den is. And he won't go cheaper, but he'll explain to people why. This is the guy, if you've been listening to me for a long time, he hired a consultant to help him boost his business. And the guy said, basically amongst a bunch of other things, for the $10,000 that, and this is like probably 10 years ago, he said, you know what, you're, you're not demonstrating the value to people, so why would they pay for it? If I'm gonna go to McDonald's, you know, unless somebody says, hey, this is a Kobe slice of beef, you know, it was aged and hand massaged and da da da, and, and, and we, you know, it came, it, 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 it's fresh, came off the cow yesterday, blah, 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 that's why this burger's $25. You know, or you can get our Australian Outback freaking goat burger for a buck. You know, I mean, yeah, there's some people are going to buy that goat burger, but some people are going to buy the Kobe beef one because they get it. That's all about marketing. That's demonstrating. Marketing is gold. It's the rocket fuel to a rocket, to a business, right? So going, taking a, a page out of Jeremy's uh, oper operating playbook, okay, number one, you've got to have good image. You, it's going to be tough to be all greasy and face tattoos and and no logos and no brand roll up to a job and expect that you're going to get top dollar okay and i and i i'm telling you right now <clears throat> my image is not perfect you know you they say don't throw stones when you live in a glass house and my house is crystal it really is my hair is long right now it doesn't play really well for business i'm going through my little midlife or whatever the hell it is but i'm growing my hair a little bit and if i have longer hair and i don't wear a collar i look like a vagabond and it's not good. Even with the longer hair and the collar, it's like, okay, he's a nicely dressed vagabond. You know, it's not, it's not the best image. But, and then your facility, your equipment, the way that you speak, everything, your website, all that, all touch points are about who you are. And if they don't kind of point to the area of money and value, how can you request money and value? Nobody's gonna go to Target and spend Hermes you know, money or Louis Vuitton money for, for a $10 Chinese bag. You know, they're not, they're not stupid. And it comes down to image and substantiation. Number two, the target, Don, Donnie. Who are you targeting? You know, are you targeting cheap people? I mean, there's a way to target your ads and your business. You know, don't do broadcast. You know, just having like a, a sign sitting out in the yard somewhere, that's, that's what's called broadcast. That's not target marketing. So you're going to get everybody. 
which means you're going to get down, downtrodden with Priuses and people with old piece of shit cars that are like, oh, you know, let's hit this guy up. I don't have the time for that. I'd rather spend money and have three of the right people hit me up and I close two out of those three or even one out of those three and make $1,000 off that guy. Okay, that's a way better way of, of marketing. So knowing where to market is, like we talked earlier, wherever you plant your ass, are you going to fish in a lake that, does, that has dead-ass fish or broke fish or f- the average age of your community is 80 years old? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got some 80-year-old clients, but it, it's not smart. So where they are, who they are, and then demographically, how much money they make, that all matters, guys. You know? And then, of course, the how. you got to demonstrate, you know, PDR versus auto body or PDR versus other PDRs. You have to build a market. Have a process. Demonstrate your value. And it goes back to what I said about body shops earlier, Donnie. How do body shops estimate? They don't just say, oh, yeah, fender's cracked. You know, you need, you need some paint body here. That'll be 675 A true body shop doesn't do that. I've been guilty of that, but I'm not really a true full-service body shop. You have to go line item by item. If you just give a single price and state that you're going to remove a dent, you just undersold the process by at least a factor of probably 10. You really have. And you, and you substantiated that, that it's easy. You're telling people that it's easy because you went and just said, oh, yeah, you know, the price is X, you know, 100 bucks for a dent or whatever, right? Whatever you might charge, Donnie. I don't know. Donnie and EAZ. So that's it, guys. Have a process. Have a system. Demonstrate the value. Go line at them by light on them. If you've ever seen an auto body estimate, you can pull it up on Google. You bait, you know, or use Mobile Tech RX. Have some software, and then show how the the process works and how you're going to do it. And then if you have a rep, or you can demonstrate the fact that you're the guy and you're and they, they'll trust you. You know, that's 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 actually second gear in that transmission. The first gear when you roll out is the value and the complexity of PDR. If you do not show the complexity and the value and the artistry and the craftsmanship, nobody's going to want to spend the money because they don't believe that it's that it's complex. They don't understand the process. And unless somebody's had a dent done, you could ask, hey, have you ever had a dent done? Oh, yeah, I've had it done. And that may still not work, by the way. Oh, yeah, I had a dent done 25 years ago. It was 50 bucks. So, you know, prices are the same, right? Well, let's see. Houses back then were $200,000 out here, and now they're uh, $1 to $2 million. So no, 50 bucks is now four or 500, just like homes and gas and all the other commodities. Okay, when you could get a $50, a 50 cent cheeseburger or whatever back in 1985, right now a cheeseburger starts at about, I don't know, eight bucks. Or if you go to Carl's Jr. Hardee's, it's like 12 to 15, all right? It's all the same. We're moving in line with the rest of the commodities in our free market society. So anyway, hope that makes sense, guys. So, so Donnie... Uh, James, who else was on my list here? I'm, I'm slipping my mind here. Let me scroll up. Chris B. Um, I appreciate you guys asking the questions. That, that's some cool stuff, man. It really, it really means a lot. I appreciate you guys reaching out. Let me know how things go. Um, if that, if that's helpful and you were able to turn the corner, start making some more money, get more clients. That's what it's all about, guys. Good marketing will, will cure all your ills. You know, I, like I've told you guys before, I, I've known some hacks in our industry that have made great money because they became great marketers. And, you know, I'd say marketing first, skills second. You know, you, yeah, you want to make people happy, but I don't know, man. You can still market and have 10 or 20 people knocking on your door 
and even if you only closed two or three of them and made them happy, however you did it, you're successful. You know, that's, that's just a thing. And, and marketing, you should have more leads and more customers than you know what to do with. You can shake a stick at, right? So there it is, guys. I appreciate you. Have a great, great week of the 15th. And we got a lot of good football coming up, right? Basically coming into the playoffs. Excited about college baseball. It's right around the corner for my youngest boy. It's going to be great. Um, I'll try to post up some stuff about the Porsche. You just saw the oldest boy. Um, we talked about it and didn't show you, but we will. Got that restoration out of the shop and he's driving around a little bit now around town. So super cool stuff. So anyway, appreciate you guys. Have a great week and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar Service Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.